New Year, Mark. Ah! <laughs> Happy New Year. Well, it's 2017. It's been a long damn time coming. <laughs> oh my goodness, let me move this pop filter. It's, it's annoying me. Uh, Mark, this is uh, probably the song that uh, has the distinction of being one of the most well-known songs that people know absolutely nothing about the lyrics. <laughs> Absolutely. I, you know, I'm not even sure I know any of the lyrics, let alone the meaning thereof. I'm going to read to you, Mark. Um, it's, a dramatic, okay. it's a dramatic reading. <laughs> okay. the, the most Here commonly sung song for English speakers on New Year's Eve, Old Lang Syne, is an old Scottish song that was first published by the poet Robert Burns in the, ni- in the 1796 edition of the book Scott's Musical Museum. Burns transcribed it and made some refinements to the lyrics after he heard it sung by an old man from the Ayrshire area of Scotland. I'm sure I just butchered that, uh, uh, which is Burns' homeland. Um, but it's band leader Guy Lombardo, which we just recently heard on a, uh, the tail end of the Big Fatty year-end episode, uh, as he is mm-hmm. want, want to play that big famous countdown. Um, it was Guy Lombardo and not Robert Burns who actually popularized the song and turned it into the New Year's tradition that we that we know so well today. Um, L- Lombardo first heard "Old Lang Syne" in his hometown of London, Ontario, where he was uh, where it was sung by Scottish immigrants. And uh, when he and his brothers formed the famous dance band Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians, uh, the song came one of their standards. So. There. That's where it came from. I still don't know the words to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We this all just true. move this our lips and, all, 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 and we know the, the only yeah. three words. Old Lang Syne. Yeah. Anyway, it feels um, 
well, I, we should say that the words itself, um, let's, uh, da, 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 it's often remarked that Old Lang Syne is one of the most popular songs that nobody knows the lyrics to. Old Lang Syne literally translates as old long since and means times go by. The song asks whether old friends mm-hmm. and times will be forgotten and promises uh, to remember people of the past with fondness. So it seems appropriate. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of remembrance here, especially this uh, from 2016 with the loss of many sort of childhood heroes and celebrities. And I know that that gets people down. So um, let let us remember them with fondness. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, it get I mean, it got to the point of ridiculousness. I mean, it just, um, you know, with no disrespect meant, but just my God dropping like flies, you know, toward the end yeah, of the year, even exactly even late last night. Uh, we are recording this on New Year's Day. Um, and late last night, uh, Father Mulcahy from MASH. Uh, I think his name was William, oh, really? William Christopher, I think was his name. Yeah, he passed yeah. away. Um, you know, it's you know it's kind of different when when people are in their eighties, nineties mm-hmm. who pass away. You know, you one would hope that they've had a, a long life, um, but you know, losing George Michael at fifty three, my goodness, you know, right, crazy, crazy. Um, well, what was your what as you uh, as you reflect back on the year? Uh, what was what was your high point or one of your sort of best memories of the year? We'll keep it positive. <laughs> well, the best probably uh, memory I would have to say is um, I had been you know struggling with some back problems, but suddenly um, throughout the course of the year that has improved greatly, and probably for the first time in a while. Uh, I feel really physically good. Wonderful. And yeah, so uh, I am looking forward to kind of building on that base uh, in the coming year. And uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, some of the things that we might plan to do yeah. uh, later on. But um, would, would you that's, credit, that's one of them. Would you credit your improved um, back pain situation to you've done a bit more um, walking and meditation this year. I know more walking because we talked about that on a previous episode. But um, have you also done more meditation this year than previous years? Well, yes, but I didn't really start really committing towards the meditation uh, until late October mm. is is when I really uh, started, and uh, we're on sixty eight consecutive days right now of. Uh, um, meditation sessions. I think, um, you know, one of the struggles that we have when we have any sort of goal or thing that we want to uh, accomplish, if we're really coming up against any sort of physical pain, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of really colors the whole, um, our perception of reality. And it's really difficult, um, to, commit yourself to something like that when you're feeling pain, when you're not feeling good. Um, if you have other issues like depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. um, all of those things can kind of color it. Uh, but yes, the walking has really helped. Um, I got the Fitbit earlier in the year and set out a, um, a goal that's achievable. So yeah. it was like 5,000 steps a day. 
And I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't hit that mark. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to be upping it because I've yesterday, for example, was 9,972 steps. And if I had looked at it before turning in last night, I probably would have uh, (laughs) popped it up to that 10,000 mark. Yeah. Yeah, I've been known uh, when I'm being faithful to the challenge. Um, I, I've been known to take a walk down the hallway a couple times to get that <laughs> ten thousand in. Yep, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but I have not been consistent at all this year. In fact, it's in the drawer right beside me right now. So <laughs> can't can't win if you're not playing. <laughs> that's that's true. And and how about you, George? What um, what would you say the best memory is? I know you've been on a couple of cruises. Uh, yeah. This past year. yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to nail it down to one because I just treasure um, good time with friends and mm-hmm. um, whether it's just, you know, sitting around on couches watching TV shows and catching up because I haven't seen you in six months or a year or, um, you know, doing some wonderful vacation. Um, I think probably one of the memories that will um there there's two that that just sort of struck me um on a recent trip to Washington DC we my friend Jim and I were in um the Lincoln Memorial and I think I may have shared this with you before but there was an Indian uh fellow um talking to his parents um and as I got closer I realized he was reading um the inscription on the wall, um, which I believe was, um, oh gosh, what was it? It wasn't the Gettysburg Address. It may have been the Gettysburg Address. Uh, but he was he was reading it with such emphasis to his parents that it was it was just striking, and it was such a it was a beautiful scene. Um, and then the the other memory I had was um, was on the cruise. Uh, we played dress up um, on the first cruise this year, and that is that our John, our cruise, <laughs> our Julie of the cruise ship, <laughs> our social mm-hmm. coordinator, uh, decided. I think he stole the idea from a friend of his who like bought a bunch of stuff, and and every night at dinner we played dress up, and it was a different theme. You know, one night it was rock, mm-hmm. rock and roll, and the other night it was you know the seventies and stuff like that. And so <laughs> we had all of this paraphernalia that bless his heart, John must have spent hundreds. Of dollars on he says he didn't but i mean it was trinkets and hats and boas and you know all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and every night on our way and of course you know you are certainly going to attract attention when there's a table of 10 people wearing feather boas it's just, <laughs> yes it's yeah. just gonna happen well on our way out like you know we would get applause on our way in which was a little disconcerting because you know <laughs> it was all about fun but i, I don't necessarily like drawing attention to myself in that That's manner tough. So you have to just like go with it, like own it, you know, and we would, there was one table in particular that would applaud us uh, every time we came in. And on our way out, there was this little blonde girl, um, I'm going to say Eastern European of some kind. The family didn't speak uh, English. And, um, but every night as we left, I would give her either a hat, a boa, a ring or something that was consistent. And on the last night, um, the family came over and the one that could speak the best best English, which was not great at all, <laughs> um, they presented me with this coloring book. Um, not a coloring book. It was a, a comic book of a 
uh, a famous comic character, comic book character from where they are from, and it's a tomato. It's a family of tomatoes, and so apparently, <laughs> uh, I mean, it was like a big thing to them, and they were like, "If you had, you know come visit us, we'd love to," you know that kind of stuff. So it was really moving because I didn't. It was out of the blue. I didn't expect it, but it was sweet. The little girl was adorable. Like she would just wait for us to leave every night, you know, to to get a new little thing. It was kind of fun. So, oh, that's cute. Yeah. So lots of 2016 was an exceptionally good year for me for being able to mix work and pleasure travel together and get to see a few friends. Mm-hmm. So being able to go up to New York and New Jersey to see my friends, David and Trevon and down to Florida to see Mark and Kevin and uh, good friends from Virginia, Michael and Brian came to Atlanta and stayed with me for a weekend and, you know, just lots of little stuff like that. So yeah, I'd say friends was the theme. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, so um, we're not going to talk about the bad parts of 2016, because I think we'd all no. agree what that was. <laughs> no, well, that could be, you know, like um, an hour <laughs> and a half long episode. Right. We'll we'll boil it down to just this. <laughs> said it well. You said it well. We'll leave it there. Um, so did you do anything special uh, to ring in... 2017 this year yeah um i have my friend rocky who lives uh, about two miles from me and uh, she and i always get together um on new year's eve because a we're really of the opinion that it's amateur night and (laughs) we really don't want to um go out uh per se so um we celebrate in, and so last night I went over and we had our annual viewing of the movie Fargo. Oh, so <laughs> so we watched Fargo. We had a couple of cocktails, and then uh, we also had some cookies and dessert and and that sort of thing. And then what a, what a we fun, watched fun movie. <laughs> it it, it is so a fun quirk, movie. Quirky. Maybe we should we should do a show specifically about Fargo at some point. Are do you um, mean a do you mean a roar? A really old ass review? Yeah. Yeah, let's do a roar <laughs> okay. about Fargo. So let's put that it. on your list. I'll do it. And then uh, we watched a film noir. Uh, she got a collection of film noir uh, films out of the library. And one of them on there was a 1958 movie that had Eli Wallach in it, uh, of all people. Now, is he from the planet Hoth? Should I? No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this is not a Hoth reference. Okay. Actually, uh, I think you will uh, if I if I mention the movie The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yes. Have you ever seen it? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Is, right. is that well, film noir? No, no, that was uh that's that falls under the category of spaghetti western. Okay. Oh, and, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It's been yeah, forever yeah. since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. So he played ugly in it. You know, the the sort of the Mexican uh outlaw in the good, the bad and the ugly and gotcha. actually in this one he played uh kind of a skeevy um assassin uh drug toting uh yeah you know, bad guy. And so we watched this film called the lineup from 1958, which was a scream. Wow. uh, Because it was all about the heroin trade in San Francisco in the late fifties. It's quite, 
quite interesting. So I have to admit, I've actually never been a fan of film noir. I mean, I've well, s- I've seen a few of the the standards. I, it's been so long yeah. since I've watched them. Every few years, I will give it another try. I think the one I enjoyed the most, um, mm-hmm. I think that's from that era, is all about Eve. It's it's yeah. It, I mean, it's late film noir, right? It's it's what would it be? Was it mid sixties? I think so. Um, let's take a look here. But I generally, while you're looking that up, I, I just generally, there's something about the pace. I mean, it's not in, it's not a slam on any of the actors or any of the the movies or the topics themselves. It's just that era. Uh, there's something about the black and white that doesn't, I mean, I love black and white photos, but the, the mm-hmm. black, black and white film doesn't really appear to appeal to me. And the pace in which the movie progresses for some reason um i guess i'm a child of the sort of more modern era where i need that Uh to move a little quicker to keep up my my actually this this one that we watched last night um had a very good clipping pace to it oh good there was there was thrills in it there's car chases and shootouts and all kinds of things but you know it was in that backdrop of that style of that really high contrast black and white and it really did uh well with reflecting some of the art deco architecture mm-hmm. of of san francisco and uh it was really actually a, a pretty the ending was just weird but um i have to say it was it was a good film to watch and it's short i think it was like maybe an hour and a half Oh yeah, that's and good. you know, it was one of those movies that great to have in the background while you're, I don't know, cleaning your kitchen or something like that. But all about Eve was of uh, 1950. Oh goodness, okay, yeah, so early. Yeah. So that would be that would clearly be film noir. <laughs> yeah, um, so does is black and white? Is that the only distinction that makes it film noir? No, Film noir is usually um, it has to do with kind of a fatalist uh, idea of the storyline. I, I think Double Indemnity is another classic film noir, and that has uh, uh, what is his name? He he played the father on Father Knows Best. So maybe we should add one of these. Um film noirs to our really old review, old-ass okay. reviews. So the definition of film noir is a style or genre of cinematographic film marked by a mood of pessimism, fatalism, and menace. No clue. I totally thought it was just a black and white film from a particular era, a, a particular uh, spot in time. I had no idea it was more about the sort of pessimistic... Well, it was originally applied to a group of uh, French critics um, to American thriller or detective films made by, uh, in the period between 1944 and 1954, and uh, some of the work of the direction of Orson Welles, Fritz Lang, and Billy Wilder. Okay. So. The Orson Welles, I get that. Yeah. 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 Wonderful! What a great way to to ring in the new year. I <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of encapsulated twenty sixteen. So why not uh, stay on theme? <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Um, I was a big fat lazy cow and didn't do anything. Um, did a little bit of house cleaning. Um, I'm still dealing with a little bit of a head cold, so I didn't really feel like going out for a split moment. Um, yesterday morning, I thought um, that I might venture downtown to our Peach Drop, which is mm-hmm. sort of a ripoff, uh, as a lot of cities um, yes. do, on the, the New Year's Eve um, ball drop in New York. Um, it's actually, last night was its last time in its current location. It's in the underground area of downtown. Um, not that the drop is underground. It's just, never mind. <laughs> Um, But they're going to end up uh, renovating and redeveloping that space. And so I think the Peach Drop is going to end up being moved somewhere else. I thought it might be nice to go the last time, but it was cold and wet and rainy. And I was like, no, I'm I'm already sick. I don't need to be doing that. So the the plan was just to have a pretty low-key night um, and watch... um, you know, have have order a little Chinese takeout and watch some uh, Kathy and Anderson, uh, which I ultimately didn't do. I sat here and worked on a 2016 compilation video. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. As a matter of fact, it was, it was quite well done. Well, thank you. It's I can't take credit for it. It's it's Mac. The way the Mac works on its um, slideshows in the iPhoto program, you just, mm-hmm. you just dump a bunch of pictures into a folder and <laughs> pick, <laughs> pick some music and pick the theme that you want it to revolve the pictures and just wham, bam, thank you, bam. It's pretty easy. So uh, it's I spent more time sort of pick, picking the pictures. Uh, but it's uh, a nice way. It is something I like to do at the years. And I don't always, I don't do it every year, but I, it's a nice way to really look back on the entirety of the year. I tend to take a lot of photos. Um, and so it's a nice way to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I passed out at 1115. I mean, 11, <laughs> 1150. I was literally in bed and had my hands on the remote. Uh, was getting ready to uh, turn on Kathy and uh, Anderson to Anderson. watch, yeah, to watch the ball drop, and was listening to a podcast and like fell asleep um, before the podcast finished. And well, uh, I was ten thirty, my friend, ten thirty. Uh, <laughs> you've got me beat. You've got me beat. What is the old saying? If what the old adage, whatever you're doing when the new year comes in is what you're going to be doing all year. I hope that's not true. Oh. <laughs> I'd say, well, I yeah, I don't want to really sleep through 2017. No, not at all. Not at all. Have you in your past um, ever got into the some of those really traditional, like at, out at parties, doing the whole midnight toast, kissing somewhere, someone, uh, eating the special foods on New Year's <laughs> Day? Did, did you ever get into any of that stuff? No, not really. Although today I'm kind of planning on uh, having some black-eyed peas. Uh, as uh, part of dinner uh, later today, um, but that's that's really about it. Um, I, you those, know, two, two of those uh, things are nasty to me. I don't care for black eyed <laughs> peas, and I hate cabbage. So, I'm you know. yeah, no cabbage for me. Probably, uh, you know, we'll save that for later. Uh, I I do love sauerkraut. So, now actually, I do love sauerkraut. I I love sauerkraut, and and I like a good slaw. You know, mm-hmm. I like a good slaw, but it, it's, you know, it's got to be a, um, a nice summary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, apparently there's some pretty strange um, traditions around the world. Um, 
<laughs> well, and, and, humans as they are, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Mark and I are going to bounce back and forth on these. Um, mm-hmm. And and they're, they're the top 25 sort of odd ways to ring in uh, the new year around the world. Uh, number 25, for example, uh, in Denmark, they save all their unused dishes and plates until the 31st of December when they affectionately shatter them against the doors of all their <laughs> friends and family. You know, nothing says I love you more than, you know, a shattering turkey platter. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a charger plate, bitch. I love you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So in Ecuador, uh, they have a scarecrow, a scarecrow burning. Uh, they celebrate the new year by turning paper-filled scarecrows at midnight, and they also burn photographs from the last year, all in the name of good fortune. That whole burning thing, I don't know. That's, that's, that scurs me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In Spain, if you can manage to stuff 12 grapes in your mouth at midnight, you've achieved good luck for the next year. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is not a problem for me. I love grapes. Yeah, 12, not a problem. <laughs> In the Philippines, it's all about the cash. They believe that everything should be round so as to represent coins and bring wealth, round food, round clothes, as long as it's round. So they're the ones who are doing the whole round thing. Okay, I kind of wondered yeah. where that came from. Um, in some South American countries, wearing colored underwear will determine the, your fate for the new year. Red underwear means you'll find love. Gold, <laughs> gold means wealth, and white signifies peace. I wonder what purple signifies. <laughs> um, that your that your shorts are too tight. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 quite quite possible. So, uh, let's take a look at this next one here. And 108 rings from Japan. And in Japan, they ring all of their bells 108 times in alignment with the Buddhist belief that this brings cleanness. It also considered good to be smiling going into the new year as it is supposedly bringing you good luck. Well, I think depending <clears throat> on how loud those were, that might be... Uh... That might be nice. Yeah. Well, also, 108 beads are on any kind of traditional mala. Oh, I which see. You, yeah. Yeah. You can kind of think of that as the Buddhist rosary. Interesting. So, in Peru, um, every year at the end of December, people in this small Peruvian village um, <laughs> fist fight to settle their differences. And then they start the year off with a clean slate. <laughs> If if there's any sort of alcohol involved in that, you know, it's it's it's, it's like hobo fighting uh, videos on YouTube. Uh, oh, and what's what's the movie that one night a year purge? Is that the? It's, I'm I'm not familiar with that. I've one. not watched it, but it's it's like a horror. I don't know if it's a horror movie or it's like a slasher movie, but basically, it's it's one night of the year uh, murder is legal. And yeah, I've, uh, I've, it's a little excessive for me, so I've never watched it. What's well, in, in Switzerland, uh, they celebrate the New Year by dropping ice cream on the floor. Hmm, that usually causes me to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Romania, they throw their spare coins into the river to get good luck. Oh, wow. That's, that's like... It's not fiscally prudent. I know. It's I not. <laughs> In Puerto Rico, 
they throw pails of water out their windows to drive away evil spirits. The whole pail? I I I, I don't know about the pail, but uh, oh Lord, buckets of water. Yeah, stay indoors, kids. And <laughs> and where was this at? Where was that? Puerto Rico. Yeah, stay indoors, kids. Um. In Belgium, they take their livestock seriously, at least seriously enough that the farmers wish their cows a happy new year. Oh, that's, you know, like massaging the udders to get some sweeter cheese. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) In Bolivia, coins are baked into sweets and whoever finds the coins has good luck for the next year. That's kind of like um, the New Orleans. Yes. Yes. King cake. Yeah, except biting into a coin, I imagine, would be a little more damaging to your teeth than biting into a little piece of plastic crap. I, I, I probably, uh, um, it's it's good to be a dentist there. <laughs> right. They probably start. it was the Dental Association that started that tradition. Um, in France, um, the French like to keep things simple and delicious. Every new year, they consume a stack of pancakes. I'm on board. Oh. I'm on board with that. <laughs> sure. Can we have bacon? I know, right? <laughs> In Colombia, they carry their suitcases around with them all day in hopes of having a travel-filled year. <gasps> I love that. Oh, yeah. I got to go get my, my luggage out of the, the closet <laughs> and let people just look at me like I'm strange all day. Um, in Denmark, people climb on the top of chairs and literally jump into the new year to bring them good luck. Oh, uh, I hope none of them break their ankle on the way down. <laughs> I want, don't you kind of wonder how the hell that got started? Uh, yeah, it's just like, let's stand on a chair and jump into the new year. That's weird. Well, in Thailand, besides throwing buckets of water on each other, uh, they also go around smearing each other with gray talc. Hmm. It's, so it's <laughs> so it's Puerto Rico meets Ash Wednesday? <laughs> Yeah, that, that kind of sounds like either that or everyone gets a mud facial. Yeah, exactly. Um, in Chile, uh, families spend the night in the company of their deceased loved ones by sleeping at the cemetery. Oh. That just breaks my heart a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. In Romania, uh, just like in Belgium, uh, the farmers try to communicate with their cows if they succeed, however, then it means bad luck for the year. So if your cow starts talking back to you, <laughs> uh, you know you're in trouble. Oh, that is not right. Uh, no, number we're, we're counting down, kids. We're at number seven. In Ireland, they hit the walls with bread to get rid of evil spirits. It's probably that god-awful soda bread. Well, you know, that's the, supposedly the reason why there's a cross <gasps> that is is cut in the top of uh, Irish soda bread is to let out uh, the demons. Really? Yeah, really. I did not know that. Okay, number six. Uh, in some parts of South Africa, they throw furniture out the window. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Grandma doesn't need this chair anymore. Let's just... <laughs> Wait, she's still in it. <laughs> Um, I got to tell you, uh, that would get me arrested here in the Atlantis throwing uh, yeah, things I'm, off. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And on what floor are you on again? 26. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, number five, in Siberia, just as you might expect, in Siberia, they jump into frozen lakes carrying tree trunks. Wow. Uh, Who thought this would be fun? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. 
Number four, from Finland, people predict the coming year by casting molten tin into a bucket of water and interpreting the resulting shape. Okay, let's casting molten tin into a bucket of water, which would create like this like crazy sort of yeah steam yeah. and explosion kind of thing, right? Yeah, right. That's like trying to read the intestines of sheep. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, in Panama, effigies of everyone and anyone famous are burned as a way to start out the new year. Uh, and that sounds like one of the earlier ones we did, but they're actually mm-hmm. effigies of people. They're not just scarecrows. Interesting. Right. Okay, and this is number two, which is the penultimate. Uh, From Scotland, the first person to cross the threshold of a home in the new year should carry a gift for good luck. Aw, I love that. I think that's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. All right, kids. So what's number one? Uh, Number one, kids. (laughs) In Estonia, people eat seven times on New Year's Day to ensure an abundance in the new year. I want to be in Estonia. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, my God, I uh, seven times—that's a lot. So, yeah. Well, you know, they could be like small plates. You could pretend like you're doing tapas, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, do, do you have any? Uh, you got you live in the in the colder part of the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any of those sort of polar bear plunge things that happen in your oh, neck of the woods? Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, we do. Um, well, <clears throat> I, in January is the uh, famous St. Paul Winter Carnival. If you go and look up uh, on Google, I think it was started way back in the late 19th century. And um, it's in January, and there's all sorts of festivities, and oftentimes there's a, what's called a polar bear plunge. And it happens also throughout the winter times, and it's usually uh, centered around fundraising for some sort of charity cause or that. But um, no, you're not going to catch me doing that. Well, I just started to ask the $64 million question. <laughs> Have you oh, ever Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It, it happens. Yeah, I, I don't think I could. Um, I, I want to say there was a time or two as a child uh, living in the in the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia where we would get big snows. I'm talking, you know, mm-hmm. 24 inches or more. And it seems like I remember a time or two that me and my younger brother would, like, dare each other to run outside in our shorts. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, like gym shorts or something like that. And we do that and, you know, quickly realize the error of our way. So no, yeah, I never did any of that <laughs> shit either. <laughs> All right. I have a, I have a serious question. Okay. If money were no object whatsoever and you could do anything, go anywhere to ring in the new year in style, other than sleeping with cows, <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Wow. Um, I would really love to do uh, New Year's in Munich. Oh, wow. I, yeah, I think, uh, I think that would be uh, just a blast. Mm. It would have to be Paris for me. I'd, I'd have, yeah. I'd have yeah. to have a champagne toast at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that would, that would be my second choice. That'd be dangerous, though, because they light fireworks off up there, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> okay, do. Okay, maybe I'd be on the ground looking at the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Um, so what have, um, I'm going to assume that you've had an interesting 
or odd or bizarre New Year's observance? What's okay. what's the most interesting one you've had in your life? The most um, – this was like uh, I was in college and the technical director – this is the time that I was doing theater um, – had decided to do a dinner party on – New Year's Eve and we came over and I think we had some sort of wonderful uh, stir fry but it was bitterly, bitterly cold. We're talking anywhere between 10 and 20 degrees below zero and you know, it felt like you know, this was your first adult sort of sophisticated uh, party where you went and you had this dinner party and you were with your friends and it was just a lovely warm time. And then at about um, 11 or so, we, we put on these masks and then we walked to um, a place called uh, River Place, which is along the river by St. Anthony, Maine. And it's right across from downtown Minneapolis and there was just throngs of people. We're talking thousands and thousands of people uh, walking down the street to watch fireworks that would go off at midnight. And so here you are. You have this bitterly cold weather, but you have all of these people. And it was very festive. And the fireworks were amazing. And it's probably one of the best uh, memories that I have of, of celebrating the new year it was wow. really quite remarkable so that the way you described it made me think of that scene in um uh what was the uh v for vendetta when they all were the, oh yeah when they yes. all had the mask on marching toward uh yeah yeah fascinating as, as a matter of fact the mask that i was wearing was just plain white oh wow and th- there was no sort of adornment to it uh, and it was really, that was quite fun. Uh, Mark, I hope it is going to be a wonderful 2017 for you. Any any resolutions you're planning on making? You know, I, I really don't make any resolutions, but I do take the time for some reflection, and I'll be doing this later today. And I usually break it down into uh, categories of mind, body, and spirit. Uh, so, you know, kind of for for my mind, I'm going to continue to learn new things. Um, I'm going to be treating my body better this next year in uh, watching my diet and really kind of, uh, you know, it's time I really should lose a little bit of weight. So I might, uh, I'm not going to be as aggressive as you, George, at uh, yeah. 50 pounds by 50, but yeah. uh, we'll see where that goes. And as far as spirit is concerned, um, continue to fill my life with some um, art and beauty and meditation. And uh, I think that'll be uh, good enough. Very holistic. I love that. Yeah. Um, I am... I, and I would be doing this if it weren't the New Year's, just because, as we discussed before, I'm turning 50 this year old. So I kind of, I, I definitely want to lose a little weight before then. Um, and, and I think uh, be nicer to myself uh, in, in some of the ways that you mentioned mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't really get into the whole sort of negative, why well, make resolutions you're not going to, I mean, like, I think it's okay to have goals, you know? Absolutely. Give yourself that uh, that day of of renewal and start something uh, 
that that you know that you really should do. Uh, and we're going to fail along the way, but, mm-hmm. but we're going to pick it back up and keep moving forward. So that's all we can do. That's all we can do. Happiest of New Year's to you, Mark. Happy New Year to you, George, and to all our listeners. We wish you the very best in 2017. Well said. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care, George. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The North and South of Things. More information available at northandsouthofthings.com. Follow Mark on Twitter at LaughingBuddha. That's L-A-F-F-I-N-G-B-U-D-D-H-A. And George at George in Atlanta. Our podcast theme music is provided by podcastthemes.com. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com.